Hello, everybody, and welcome to Care Talk. My name is Laura Packard, and I'm the Executive Director of Healthcare Voter, and I bring this show to you every week where we have experts answer your healthcare questions and attempt to explain the American healthcare system for you. So the important thing to keep in mind today is that there's an important deadline coming up. Uh, Saturday, January 15th is the deadline to sign up for health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. Uh, so here to talk about that is Zoid from Health Sherpa. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the deadline and who needs to do what. The first thing to note is that there are some states um, with different deadlines. So Idaho, um, their open enrollment is over. And there are also some states with state-based marketplaces um, that actually might have a slightly longer deadline than January 15th. So it's good to double check um, the specific deadline for the state that you live in. Um, but for most folks, that deadline is this Saturday, January 15th, and um, your new plan will be kicking in on February 1st. So if you do not currently have insurance, you really need to go take those few minutes and see what you're eligible for. There is more financial assistance available this year than there has been in the past. So it's worth checking, even if you haven't qualified it in the past. Um, just to give you a sense, at Health Sherpa, we've enrolled um, more than 2.5 million people. I believe that number has actually gone up since then. Um, and most have paid less than uh, $25 a month. Um, if you already have a marketplace plan and you haven't gone back and shopped for 2022, um, you still have time to switch plans for February. So you likely got auto renewed into either the same plan or a similar plan. Um, and one of the reasons that CMS extended the enrollment deadline this year is because those plans and prices change annually. And some folks who let their plan automatically renew, um, they get their first bill and they can't pay it or they got switched into a plan they didn't want because their um, old plan wasn't available. Um, so thanks to this extension, you still have time. And, you know, in previous years, when people come back to actively shop and renew, um, they save an average of almost 40% on their, um, so it's really important to go ahead and do that um, if you auto renew. And how can people figure out what's the best plan for them in their situation? What sorts of free uh, help is available? Yeah, so there are lots, there's lots of help available. Um, you can give us a call at Health Sherpa. We have a team of consumer advocates um, who are happy to help you find the best plan for you. Um, you can also reach out to the call center at healthcare.gov or your state exchange. Um, you can also work with a trusted local broker or a navigator in your area. Um, so there, there's different ways for you to find help. Um, but first stops, I would say, would be healthcare.gov or HealthSherpa. And, you know, do not be afraid to ask for help even if you don't know what you are talking about when it comes to health insurance. Um, you know, I, I worked as a consumer advocate at HealthSherpa for a year, and um, I always just enjoyed explaining to folks how the Affordable Care Act works, how their insurance will work. Um, and, you know, it, it brought me a lot of joy to be able to give folks that understanding. So don't be nervous to ask for help and ask all sorts of questions. Diane, you had a question? Yeah. So, so I just wanted to um, ask you about um, the value of looking at all your options, even if you think that the option that you're currently enrolled in and that you've had last year um, was really good. Um, are there reasons to um, to worry or to be, are there reasons, I guess, to look into other options that could be better? 
Absolutely. Um, so, you know, taking that extra time to check, there's a lot of different reasons you'll want to do that and things you want to check for. Um, first of all, is the provider network that can change. Doctors can go in and out of networks. So it's always good to double check with your providers as well as the insurance company to make sure you're still going, they're still in network. Um, and drug formularies can also change year to year. So drugs can come off of formularies, go on to formularies, they can change tiers. So it's important to double check your medications as well. And then just in general, it's, you know, you'll want to check those prices because the copays can change, deductibles, out-of-pocket maximums can change. So even if you go through all of that and find that your current plan is actually still the best for you, you will have that peace of mind knowing that you check. Um, but more often than not, you will, you will often find a, a better plan. Um, it might be with the same insurance company, but a slightly different um, design. You could end up finding a plan with a different insurance company. Um, there are lots of new plans this year. It can be overwhelming, which is why I always recommend um, calling and asking for help. Um, you know, even if you think you have a silly question, I promise someone is asking. Yeah. Uh, the takeaway then I think is that um, most people don't actually tend to look at their options from one year to the next, but if you do, you can save a bunch of money sometimes. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely take advantage of the opportunity to ask experts for help. Uh, even as a healthcare policy person, I work with an insurance broker every year to figure out the right plan for my particular medical needs. As a cancer survivor, I need specific doctors in network, and I may have higher uh, yearly spends than the average person. So if you go to healthcare.gov, you can find somebody uh, local to you uh, that it will not cost you money and they can talk you through what you need and you have until Saturday to do it. And our first question is from Natalie uh, and she wants to know, are subsidies being lessened and premiums going up after 2022 uh, for ACA marketplace plans? Uh, she's concerned, especially for those who are uh, 50 years and older, who are allowed to have premiums three times higher than a 30-year-old's uh, premium. Uh, Zoid? Yeah, so what I believe this question is referring to is um, the American Rescue Plan increased subsidies that were available um, for folks at all at starting at 100 percent um, of the federal poverty line. So um, the lowest income folks who are eligible for subsidies, and then actually got rid of that subsidy cliff that was at four hundred percent for um, two years, and that. It, those subsidies, the increased subsidy eligibility is going to end at the end of this year, and they'll be going back to where they were before the act. However, um, as we've discussed with Build Back Better, there are different legislative ways that Congress could extend those subsidies or even make them permanent. Um, that is definitely a goal of this current administration. Um, we've noticed at HealthSherpa that these benefits have been hugely beneficial in getting more folks enrolled and um, you know, we've seen more folks, for example, be able to take advantage of the cost sharing reductions on silver plans because the silver plans are even cheaper. Um, and so they can get a, a silver plan for a zero dollar premium that has very low co-pays, whereas before they might have had to settle for a bronze plan um, because they couldn't afford to pay a monthly premium. Um, we're actually working on getting data from open enrollment to show the impact of ARP to support those efforts to extend the subsidies. 
Um, for right now, it just remains to be seen politically how um, we can how those subsidies will get extended. So it's hard to say right now exactly what's going to happen to the subsidies and the premiums. Um, but like I said, we are working on that. We're keeping abreast of all the legislation. And we're definitely going to be keeping viewers updated as more things happen. And uh, just to reiterate uh, what Zoid said, uh, the American Rescue Plan subsidies for people getting insurance through the Affordable Care Act, those will end at the moment. And Build Back Better is the plan that includes several different health care pieces, including extending uh, those uh, tax breaks to 2025. Uh, but it has not passed the Senate. We're not sure what's going to happen in the Senate. So make sure to call your senators and tell them how important it is for them to do something about Build Back Better and to keep uh, lowering the costs that we pay for health insurance. Our next question is from John. Uh, he says, my doctor charged me $250 for an office visit last January. Medicare rejected it and wouldn't pay, um, wouldn't apply my payment to my deductible. Uh, he repeatedly asked the doctor's office to put the right codes on their Medicare submission, and he repeatedly challenged their denial and with no results. Uh, Diane, do you have any advice? Yes, I'm going to try to pull this apart a little here. Um, the way Medicare works, if you're in the regular Medicare program, is the doctor does not bill you for the services. Um, the doctor provides Medicare covered services to you and Medicare pays uh, the doctor almost always directly for those services. If for any reason Medicare denies payment for the services, you're not liable the doctor is supposed to be responsible for providing you with services that were not medically necessary. Now there is an exception. And that exception is if the doctor had you sign a piece of paper in advance of providing the service, letting you know that Medicare would not cover the service and you actually did sign, then you would be liable for paying for the service. The only other exception is if the doctor provided you with a non-covered service. For example, Medicare does not cover an annual physical. It does cover an annual wellness visit, but that's somewhat different. Um, it does not cover the sort of the standard physical. So if you went to the doctor for the standard physical, whether you're in a Medicare Advantage plan or you're in traditional Medicare, uh, Medicare would never cover that. Okay, so it sounds like they probably don't have a whole lot of recourse here if they've already challenged it and uh, Medicare said no because they don't cover an annual physical. Well, if that's the reason Medicare said no, then um, then you don't have any recourse. Um, usually the doctor would let you know if Medicare wasn't going to cover the service. So that's the piece that's still open. What services were provided? And are, if, if they are Medicare covered services, then you shouldn't be liable. But if they are not, um, you are. Okay. And that is a good segue into uh, today's topic, which is about covered preventative services that people should be taking advantage of. So Zoid, what's covered by the Affordable Care Act, uh, especially things that people may not realize? Yeah, so um, there are a number of preventive services that are covered by the ACA, by which I mean, um, if you have ACA compliant insurance, you um, 
are able to get those services at no additional cost to you. Um, you can find an exhaustive list on healthcare.gov as well as on HealthSherpa's website. In general, the benefits are divided into three different categories. Um, so on the whole, well visits, so, you know, whether those are routine well child visits, you know, annual physicals for adults, um, well visits for OBGYN services, those are, those are considered preventive services. Um, and so otherwise, in those three categories, we have, you know, the four adults, which is things that most service, most adults um, require or should be utilizing. So screenings for blood pressure, different types of cancers, diabetes, um, immunizations. It also includes preventive medications, like statins, um, which control cholesterol levels for if you're over age 40 and you're at high risk of heart disease. Um, it also includes PrEP HIV prevention medication. Um, and then there's the, the four women category, which is typically means OBGYN services and breast cancer screening. Um, with this one, I just want to note that regardless of, you know, the gender or sex that is on your legal paperwork, if you need these services, they will also count as preventive care. So if you have anatomy, that means you should be getting breast cancer screenings and mammograms, it should be covered as preventive care. Um, if you have the anatomy that, you know, would require you to be getting regular pap smears, that should be covered as well. Um, so even though it says it, you know, used the four women as kind of a, a colloquial way to categorize it, um, it's really about the services that you, for the body that you have. And then finally, there's a category of preventive services for children. Um, that's a, a lot of different screenings, such as hearing screening for newborns. Um, different behavioral assessments at, in different age groups, development screenings, um, even drug and alcohol assessments for adolescents. Um, there's also, you know, the fluoride varnish for children for their um, dental health, as well as even fluoride supplements if you live in an area where there isn't fluoride in the water, um, vision screenings. So a lot of, um, in general, a lot of the different preventive care services are these different um, screenings as well as those, those well visits, but it also includes, you know, preventive medication. Um, I also forgot to mention birth control as well um, is covered as a prevent. Um, so there, there are a number of different things that should be, you should be getting covered at no cost to you if you have ACA compliant health insurance. Okay. And Diane, what's covered by Medicare and are there differences between what's covered by Medicare and what's covered by Medicare Advantage? Good questions. So um, Medicare Advantage plans must cover all the benefits that are covered under the traditional Medicare program that it's administered, administered by the government, and it can also offer some additional benefits. Um, but the standard ones are covered by both, and um, there's a welcome to Medicare visit, uh, benefit for people who are just going on Medicare at 65. It's sort of a way for the doctor to get your medical history and introduce you to the Medicare program which people should take advantage of. And then there's an annual wellness visit um, that you can get every year. Again, different from a physical, but really, really important because in that visit, the doctor can test your gait to make sure that you um, are not at risk of falling. Um, the doctor can, can test to make sure that you're not at risk of dementia. Um, the doctor can help you um, at, with sort of end of life planning, um, the kind of care you would want at the end of life. Uh, Medicare covers a hospice benefit, 
um, which is more sort of a palliative type of care, comfort care for people at the end of life, people who don't want to go in and get procedures um, to try to live a little bit longer, but who want sort of a as pain-free um, an end of life as possible um, would get Medicare hospice benefits. So all of those are important topics to discuss with your doctor. Um, and it, they're important to discuss actually and have the doctor look at every year because obviously we're all changing from one year to the next and even our views about what we want and what we need. And so definitely call your doctor to set up that annual wellness visit. In addition, Medicare will cover um, treatments for people who, um, who have alcohol issues. Um, uh, they will um, cover colon cancer screenings and prostate cancer screenings, um, uh, breast screenings with mammograms, HIV screenings. They do an annual diabetes screening. And in fact, Medicare actually um, also offers um, pre-diabetes assistance for people who uh, want that. Um, Medicare covers an annual cardiovascular disease screening. Um, it covers um, weight counseling for certain people as well uh, and nu nutrition counseling. Those are benefits that are really not used very much but can be extraordinarily helpful at um, helping people um, manage their health. Um, and then, of course, Medicare covers vaccines, the flu shot, pneumonia, hepatitis B vaccines. It covers the shingle vaccine under um, Medicare Part D, the prescription drug benefit. And then for people without a smoking-related illness, it covers the full cost of uh, smoking cessation. So counseling again. Um, so that's all really, really great. And then in addition, Medicare covers 80% of the cost of um, a glaucoma treat, uh, a, a glaucoma screening um, and trainings for diabetes self-management. And um, it will do uh, barium enemas to detect colon cancer and digital rectal exams to detect prostate cancer. So that's just a quick overview of the range of different preventive services that Medicare covers. Uh, we have them all listed and in some detail on the Just Care USA site. And I believe Care Talk also has um, a list up on, on the Care Talk site. So you can go to justcareusa.org or, or go to Care Talk and um, learn more about these benefits and why they're really important to, to take advantage. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like whether you have Affordable Care Act insurance or whether you have Medicare, uh, the first thing you should do for 2022 okay. is schedule a visit with your primary care physician for your annual checkup. Definitely. And what happens if you get billed for a preventative service, like you get a bill for an annual checkup or a mammogram or a colonoscopy? Uh, Zoid, what do you do if you get a bill like that and you have insurance through the ACA? Yeah, so the first step is going to be to call your insurance company. Um, it, if you're anything like me, you probably want to do anything you can to avoid having to call, but that is kind of the first step. Um, you have to explain, you know, have the bill on hand, explain, I know this is a preventive service. I should not have to pay for this. Why isn't it covered? Um, depending on the answer that you get, there's a few things that may have to happen. Um, it's possible that your provider... Um, 
coded it incorrectly when they sent it to your insurance company. Um, so you may need to speak with your provider about getting that resubmitted so that it's covered correctly. Um, if you went out of network, um, it may not be covered by your insurance. However, due to the No Surprises Act, you do have protections there. So if you were not told that you were seeing an out-of-network doctor um, when you went to like an in-network facility, um, then you know you should shouldn't have to pay. Um, submit a complaint online. Um, there's a, a desk surprises act for um, consumer complaints, and then you know if you got an out-of-network charge from your insurance company, you can appeal that with them. Um, if you got balanced billing from your provider, meaning you know they are trying to bill you for an additional amount that your insurance company didn't pay, then you can dispute that charge with that. Um, and depending on the state you live in, there will be different processes for um, dealing with an out-of-network charge um, that you should have gotten. Um, in some cases, you may have to go through an appeals process with your insurance company. And again, that will vary by insurance companies. But when you get a phone call, um, you can ask what that appeals process looks like. Um, even if you're not sure you know, going back to the No Surprises Act, if you're not sure if, you know, this kind of is covered by that law, um, it's all, you can still submit a complaint to the, the help desk. They will triage different complaints and send them to the correct departments. So for example, if you are a trans man and your insurance is refusing to cover a pap smear because of what it says on your ID, um, that's still a violation of your rights, even though it doesn't fall under the No Surprises Act, um, I would still encourage you to um, submit it to that help desk. They should be able to assist you with um, providing that complaint and um, getting you to the right department. Um, in some cases, you may need to um, be working with an advocate, um, depending on what was covered. Um, I would say that most commonly, it doesn't get covered because of a, an issue with how it is coded or just you know kind of a, a paperwork issue. Um, so calling the insurance company, submitting an appeal, it, it may be for um, your rights and um, read out the different resources for instance, if, you, if you feel like you've gotten a bill that you Okay. And Diane, what about uh, for Medicare? If uh, somebody gets a bill for preventive service, what should they do? Uh, basically similar. Um, although if you're in the regular Medicare program, you shouldn't get any bills, um, any covered service. Um, the doctor should be submitting the bill directly to Medicare, and you should not see a bill whatsoever. If you have supplemental coverage, then um, Medicare will submit what it paid to this to your Medicare supplemental insurer, your Medigap insurer, AARP, United Health, whoever it might be, um, and your whole bill um, will get paid in full. If for any reason your doctor charges you, um, I would start actually by calling the doctor's office and asking for an explanation of the charge because, again, the doctor should not be billing you. Um, and um, if, um, if the doctor's office insists that it can and the service is covered, then absolutely call Medicare directly um, and um, find out what is going on because that is not allowed. Um, with a Medicare Advantage plan, which are the private plans, the plans that are administered by corporate health insurers, um, things could be a little different. 
um, and you may see a bill because, as I mentioned, you might might have gone out of network um, and you might not have gotten your services from an in-network provider. And then it really depends on who your Medicare Advantage provider is and what kind of coverage you have. Um, but going out of network in a Medicare Advantage HMO could actually leave you um, shouldering the uh, full bill that you wouldn't have had to pay had you gone in network. So one important piece of advice, if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan and you have a you have Medicare through a private insurance company, is to always, when you call the doctor's office to set up the appointment, confirm that that doctor's office is in your Medicare Advantage health network so you're not stuck with a bill. And just to take this conversation one step further, um, very few people actually challenge uh, denials when they get a denial from Medicare. And I think that's also true on the commercial side as, as I was talking about. Um, but it's actually super easy to appeal a denial. So if you get an explanation of Medicare benefits form that says we're not, Medicare isn't paying for X or Y or Z, I mean, all you literally need to do is send that form back to your insurance carrier, whoever it was that processed your Medicare claim, or if you're on the Medicare Advantage side, to your Medicare Advantage uh, plan, and write a little note on it. Please review, sign your name. Um, it's ideal to have a letter from your doctor justifying the need for the service. Obviously, preventive care services are needed um, to keep you healthy. Um, and then um, most of the time, like 75 to 80% of the time, uh, it will get fixed on appeal and covered. That's, it is a very, very high rate of reversal on appeal, both on the Medicare Advantage side and on the traditional Medicare side. But the problem is few people know how easy it is to appeal. You don't need a lawyer. It doesn't cost you anything other than a postage stamp. Um, just send back in that form and ask for it to be reviewed. Um, ideally with a letter from your doctor, and you have a very good chance of getting this. Absolutely. And uh, just to uh, reiterate, you should fight a bill if you disagree with it. You know, appeal at least once and see what happens. Uh, it, it took months and months uh, for me to appeal the $100,000 medical bill I had a few years ago, but it did get resolved. And we'll be talking in future episodes about that and how to deal with these terrible bills if you get one. Uh, since this is 2022 and it's a new year, especially if your insurance changed, you may want to call your providers and make sure they have updated their insurance uh, for you. Uh, I have uh, preventative uh, services scheduled uh, for the next few weeks. And so I took the time to uh, wait on, on the phone uh, to uh, reach the providers and make sure that they have my insurance up to date so that hopefully I will not be receiving any bills for things that should be covered by my insurance. And then so, I should just add, Laura, that also when you call, you should confirm that the doctor is still in your insurer's network because that can change from one month to the next and certainly from one year to the next, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, if you're getting a mammogram or a colonoscopy or something like that sure. in the center, just make sure that they have your up-to-date insurance for this year. So thank you for joining us uh, in Care Talk this week. We will be skipping next week uh, for the Martin Luther King Day holidays, and we should be back in two weeks. So please 
call and text in your questions and we will have experts answer them as well as talk more about healthcare topics that affect you and your life. So thank you for joining us at Care Talk. <laughs>